On the air everywhere, this is New England Broadcasting. Sweet Tuesday morning, came on your smile. Tuesday. Good afternoon, good evening, good night. It's the Ron Van Dam Show. Okay, thank you. Hold on tight, things can get a bit weird, if you like that sort of thing. Hey, welcome to the program. It is indeed the Ron Van Dam Show. How did you know this? Did you see the title with my name in it? Pretty impressive, huh? No, not really. Hey, thanks for coming by on a Tuesday. Wow, you got balls. (laughs) I can't believe I said that. I'll sit back, relax. I'll take it from here. You just sit there and be quiet, and I will entertain you, inform you. I'll do all kinds of things to you. Um... No, I don't do that. No, excuse me. You in the back row? No, I don't do that. Unless I'm really bored. Okay. Well, you know, let's take a look at the news, shall we? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah, let's take a look at the news. Ladies and gentlemen, please prepare yourselves. It is that time again for Ron's Fact of the Day. Well, the biggest news story is probably the strangest one, and that's about this freaking balloon that was launched from China, went over Alaska, a little bit into Canada, because we want to make it international, and then floated into the United States, did the uh, the Upper West, you know, like the Montana where we have the nuclear bases, that kind of thing. And then floated across the country, stopped off for a hamburger in Kansas and some fries where the balloon got a little sick. And then uh, floated its way uh, oh, around the Carolinas, Virginia Beach, stopped off for a while and uh, got a little tan. And then uh, they shot it down. The government shot it down uh, just as it hit the Atlantic off of the Virginia Beach area. And, uh, you know, Biden says we could have shot it down earlier. I wanted to shoot it down earlier, but the Pentagon uh, told us that it might be unsafe with the falling debris and it'd be easier to collect uh, just off the coast because the stuff would float and it'd be pretty cool and we'd pick it up. And they did. And um, that's the way it was handled. Um, the Republicans were just like in a tizzy. They, were, they had a tizzy fit must be their time of month or something they said biden must be must be investigated for dereliction of duty 
He should have shot it down a spy satellite, letting it float across the United States. A, a, a dereliction of duty. Oh, okay. That's dereliction of duty. How about an insurrection where uh, people with uh, weapons uh, are, are battering uh, police, going uh, uh, chanting to hang Congress people, the vice president, um, going on for hours, and uh, that president, Trump, just sat there and did absolutely nothing, just watched it on TV. If that ain't dereliction of duty... I think it's a little more. That's a little, little more uh, uh, significant than watching a balloon float across the United States. By the way, uh, just so you know, uh, from the very beginning, uh, the balloon was uh, jammed so that no information uh, could be sent out of the balloon. That was uh, successfully achieved. Um, yeah. Uh, so you know that's it. It was constantly being monitored, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's a big deal or not. We don't know yet. Whatever, whatever. You know, I've got more important things to do. I have a dental appointment on Thursday. So come on. China says that uh, that was just a weather balloon. It was not a spy satellite. Uh, there are spy satellites over every country. Both China and the United States are spying each other continually, mapping things out through satellites. Um, these balloons, I you know, it was obvious. It was too obvious. So I don't know what China's up to. You know what I'm saying? China says it was just a balloon that uh, drifted off course, and we have a lot of balloons drifting off course. China says <laughs> we we we're we're a modern technology, but our balloons just drift. I don't understand it. Um, yeah. That's what they said. It was uh, just something that drifted off a weather balloon. I guess the only information that they claimed they got out of the weather balloon was the fact that it's going to snow in Montana on, on Wednesday. That's the kind of intelligence they like to gather. Uh, that, was for, that was for China's uh, weekend uh, uh, weather report for the United States. That's the only reason they did that. They said, no, the balloon drifted off course. Oh, really, where was it going? To a kid's birthday party? Give me a break. Biden also said he didn't want to make a big deal out of it. Uh, there was nothing to be, uh, to be gained from what the balloon was doing. And again, the signals were jammed and all that, so it couldn't, uh, couldn't get the information back to uh, China anyway. So, you know, whatever. This explains a lot of UFO sightings. Because apparently this balloon shit uh, happens all the time. I guess uh, China just said, um, well, I don't know what we're going to do with the United States. Um, hmm, let's just, uh, let's float a balloon and see what happens. That's it. Yeah. No one will see it. <laughs> no one will see it. Anyway, that's the big news. I don't know what to make of it. Nobody does at this point. Uh, the, the funniest part of the whole thing is how stupid China looks, how incredibly stupid uh, Republicans look by having hissy fits. I mean, there is no cool in that. <laughs> but we'll find out what's going on. Look, here's the bottom line, and it has no excuse for floating balloons. Spy satellite balloons. Spy balloons, I don't know. Enough. Um, it's done all the time. We spy on China all the time. 
China spies on us all the time. The only reason this is big news stuff is because it was a big freaking balloon that was floating around. Uh, that's it. That's the only reason. Do you know how much cybersecurity we have? Uh, uh, <laughs> the technology that China and the United States have to spy on each other? All these cybersecurity breaches that are far more impactful than a balloon. But we don't really talk about it because we just consider it a just part of our world as we spy on each other and we try to uh, screw up our computer systems, both of us, and try to screw up the other person's uh, progress. And that's what we do. But, you know, that goes on behind the scenes, so we don't talk about it. But a balloon in the sky... We're going to talk about that, I guess. I, I don't know. Anyway, that's your news, whatever. Do what you want with it. I'm sure you've got more important things to do. I mean, if it turns out that that balloon was impactful in any way or causes some incredibly horrible tensions between the China and the U.S., you know, so be it. You know, China needs us, and we need China. Um, that's a marriage, not made in heaven, but it's a marriage. Economically, we need each other badly. So, you know, there's a little bit of a cavat going on there. Let's move on, shall we? Uh, President Biden uh, giving a State of the Union address tonight. He's going to stand before Congress, and I think all he really has to do is just go up to the podium and tell him what the State of the Union is. Uh, and it's pretty good, pretty good. Except for prices, but... <laughs> We're coming out of a pandemic. Um, <laughs> I mean, come on. There's a war going on in Ukraine, which we're basically funding. I mean, this shit's expensive. I mean, it just is. The high oil prices are not our fault. They just raise them over there where they, where they have the oil. Yeah, Ron, if we had more oil production in this country, that wouldn't... Yeah, how long is that going to take? And that's like going the wrong way as our planet continues to destroy itself because of our intervention in environment. I mean, come on, man. Where, where are the brain people of our time? Where'd they go? Are they on break? So Biden should stay of the union. He should just walk up to the podium and say, stay of the union? Yeah, it's good, it's good. Lowest uh, unemployment rate in 50 years. That's not bad. Well, then why am I spending so much? Because inflation, because we came out of a pandemic and nothing was available because manufacturing was shut down for two, three years. And there, there was, you know, there were problems with cargo and shipping product and we were short on everything. So prices went up. The fuck do you want? What 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 kind of what kind of explanation do you need beyond that? But prices are starting to go down slowly, but surely or surely, whoever she is. Price of eggs, though, they got me floored. You know why the price of it? I I went to the supermarket as I do every day. Dozen eggs, the cheapest I could find was three ninety five for a dozen eggs. Three ninety five. For that price, I should get the whole chicken. Three ninety-five for a dozen eggs. Um, for okay, really good eggs, we're talking six bucks. 
Why is that? Is it the price of eggs? What is that? Well, there's a bird flu going on in the United Kingdom, England, whatever you want to call that whole place there. Um, and there's a bird flu, and that's uh, all, it hits all part of the United States. As a matter of fact, uh, 58 million chickens had to be disposed of, so to speak. That's a lot of chickens. Uh, Purdue must be turning in his grave. <sighs> so, yeah, that's the problem. That's why the price of eggs are going up. It takes about 20 weeks for a new uh, generation of chickens that don't have the bird flu. And that's why, and that's about what, how many weeks is that? 20 weeks. That's about uh, four months, something like that, four or five months. So prices are starting to go down as the bird flu situation is starting to relieve itself. Uh, but that's what we went through there. Problem is, once prices go up, they rarely go down. Have you noticed that? It's like uh, you can't put toothpaste back in the tube. Oh, you can try, but it's not going to happen. Same thing with prices. Once they go up, they'll go down a little, but now we're in a different uh, level here, and that's where we stay. <sighs> but inflation is on its way down. That's not bad. Good news is you can open up a savings account and actually make interest. Uh, you can actually grow your money in a savings account now. That's not bad. That's better than before when the economy was great and you had a savings account. It was You weren't making a dime, nothing. You were making nothing with a, with a 0. .005 interest rate. You can't grow your money for shit, man. I'm sorry to curse. I think I've cursed three times during this show, and I usually don't curse, so I apologize for that, and I won't do it again, and I'm sorry, kids. Don't talk like that. I don't know. I don't know. Finally, this is a pet peeve I have. I have a pet peeve. I feed it. I have it groomed. It's my pet peeve. I went to a local supermarket, as I do almost every day, because I love to shop for food. It's one of my joys, because I cook. I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm a chef. I'm a, I'm a, I, I am chef quality. I am chef quality, but I don't want to work, so I don't. But I am chef quality, so I love to go get food every day based on my whim. Anyway, I'm in the supermarket. And these young kids of today, Generation W, Generation P. No, actually, I'm Generation P because I have to get up at least twice a night to do that. That should be the name of my generation, Generation P. Uh, anyway, this Generation X, W, I don't know. Um, they're young, probably about uh, 20 years old or something. And those are the people that they put in the supermarkets these days. So this girl is uh, checking me out, but not in the way you think. She's checking out my products, she, but not in the way you think. She's checking out the items that I put in my shopping cart. That's in the way you think. And I said to her, very politely, because I'm a polite guy, I said to her after, uh, you know, we had the transaction, put the stuff in the shopping bag, and I said, thank you very much. 
And the response to that should be, you're welcome. I think everybody knows that. It's even in the Bible. Thank you. Response, you're welcome. Good. We're done. But no, with this generation of these people, they don't do that. I said to her, thank you very much. Her response was, no worries. <gasps> what the hell did you just say to me? No worries? What, what does that mean? Why would you say that to me? The implication is, when the response is no worries, that means that there was a possible worry involved, and her response would have been, there is a possible worry going on, but um, don't worry about it. I, I'm all right. Look, just say you're welcome and shut up. No worries. I, sh I should have responded. Thank you very much. Uh, no worries. Oh, were you worried about this whole transaction? What made you worry about it? Well, no, I wasn't worried. You, you, but you said no worries as if you have to tell me that don't I shouldn't worry about it. I wasn't worried about it. Were you worried about it? Well, no. Well, then why'd you say no worries? Oh, sir, can you just take your bag and get out? Don't say no worries to me. That implies that there were worries. But you're okay with them. All I did was give you some items that I took off the shelf. You scanned them, you put them in a bag, I paid for them. What are we worrying about? There are no worries. Then don't bring it up. Uh, I also get a, a response uh, when I say thank you. No problem. No problem. What happened? Why did you say that? How is that a response to thank you? No problem. What, what do you mean, no problem? What kind of problem was this? Did I, did I indicate to you that there was a problem here? But there's no problem is how you respond to me? I know there's no problem. Next time, when I say thank you and you say no problem, I'll say, yes, there is. You got a problem with that? You got a problem? No, there's no problem. Why did you bring it up? Why are you bringing up that, that subject matter? These kids complicate things, and I don't know why they do it. I don't know why they do it. I don't know why they say things like that. Are you so stressed out that you have to let me know that my transaction at the supermarket did not stress you out to that extent? What happens when these kids get home? Hi, dear. How, how was your job at the supermarket? How was your little job at the supermarket today? Were there any problems? No, no problems. Did you worry about anything? No worries. Did you tell people that? Yes, I did. Because, you know, you're a stressed out uh, teenager. You're a stressed out young adult. You've got to constantly tell people that you're not as stressed as they think you probably are. Oh, I'm stressed, Mom. Oh, I'm stressed. All right. 
Anyway, I, I, if, if I've changed one young adult's uh, path of stupidity, then, uh, then this life that I've had was worth living. That's all. That's all I'm going for. I'm not looking to cure cancer or, or, or save the planet. I mean, there are plenty of people that are doing that stuff that know how to do it far better than I. No, I just want to make some young person somewhere less stupid than they have to be. That's my focus. We're going to take a, a commercial break, and when we come back, uh, my guest will be joining us. Gentlemen, have you ever been in the mood for a nice knish, or maybe bagel in the schmear, but you're also in the mood for some exotic dancing? You can't find those in the same place. Until now. I'm Moishi Kaufman, inviting you to come visit us at Moishi's Knish and Strippers, the area's first genuine kosher deli and titty bar. Come in and rock out with your locks out and check out our dancers. These girls are so nice, you'll plots, and they're all certified kosher. Maybe not the kind of girl you bring home to mother, but once you see Delia fold a dollar bill without using her hands, you won't care what mom thinks. Look, Bobby, you're in a strip club. That alone is enough to kill her. So live a little. Every Thursday, don't miss our buns and brisket buffet from noon to six. Moishi's Commission Strippers is closed on the Sabbath. Hey, we might be a little unorthodox, but we're not heathens. Hello. Good morning. Dr. Neil uh, Barnard joins us now. He is a nutrition researcher and New York Times bestselling author, and he's done it again here. Uh, your body in balance. We're talking about uh, hormones and how they affect uh, your body according to the foods that you eat. Um, what, what is a hormonal imbalance, by the way? Um, hormones are basically messengers that go from one part of the body to another. So in a woman's body, the ovaries make estrogens that are hormones that affect her reproductive organs. Or in a man, a testosterone will, will affect his, say, muscular development, for example. Or the thyroid gland makes thyroid hormone, which gives us energy. Yeah. So they're really messengers. Okay. Um, and you're, you're pretty much stating that we don't talk about this very much, but there is an imbalance going on in many cases. That's right. And the amazing thing is that foods can control our hormones. Hmm. Sometimes foods throw them off kilter. So that gives us completely new control over a huge range of problems, such as if a young woman has menstrual cramps or hmm. a couple has problems with infertility or a woman has hot flashes, it could be that foods are throwing off the hormonal balance and we can bring it back into balance. The same is true with, for men with erectile dysfunction hmm. or thyroid problems or even diabetes. Yeah, uh, diabetes, thyroid, I mean, probably two of the most common uh, forms of discussion that we even have on this show. So many people are affected by it in, on one level or another. Um, you believe that if one ate in a different manner, uh, put different things in your body, so to speak, that uh, this imbalance could be corrected to some extent. Um, yes, to, to an enormous extent. Oh. And it really means rethinking the disease. For, in the case of diabetes, the old-fashioned view is my blood sugar is high, so I should not eat sugar and right. don't eat bread that right. releases sugar. And there, there's something to that. But what we've discovered now is what causes the whole thing. And what causes the whole thing is that the hormone insulin is misbehaving. When it arrives at the cells to try to get the sugar into the cell, yeah. it can't 
function. It's malfunctioning. And so we found that foods can make it function again. So they get your insulin working right, and maybe you won't even need medication anymore. Hmm. Um, now, everyone's different. You should definitely talk to your doctor yeah. as you change your diet. Yeah. But we have seen people who don't have diabetes anymore because they've been able to get their foods yeah. in the correct balance. Well, let's use that as an example because that is so widespread. And and even for people who don't have diabetes, it's, it's also a, a healthy choice. Um, what kinds of uh, tips do you have uh, for eating foods that would uh, pretty much take care of that? Okay, um, three, three tips. And, and by the way, I'm, what I'm about to say is exactly the opposite of how I was raised okay. as a kid in Fargo, North Dakota, yeah. where it was burgers and you know, pork chops. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> healthiest diet for reversing diabetes or improving it as much as possible excludes animal products completely. Yeah. So it's a vegan diet. Yeah. Number two, we keep oils really low, so not a lot of fried junk. Yep. And the third tip is that we use foods that don't uh, get blood sugar out of whack. So instead of white bread, you might pick rye bread yep. or pumpernickel bread. Those are they're, they're, um, the healthier carbohydrates. Okay. But the most important ones are getting rid of the animal products and keeping oils low. When that happens, yep. the cell can respond to insulin much more effectively and people need less medicine and we have seen cases then when the disease actually just com completely vanishes wow. which we had not been prepared for before wow what about fiber i i, I hear so much about fiber uh, how that affects so many different things is that actually uh, something to talk about oh yes absolutely and and in fact that fits right in with the prescription because when i said get rid of animal products mm. one of the big problems with with the meat that I, well, well, meat and poultry and fish in general, including everything I grew up with, um, meats don't have fiber. Dairy products don't have fiber, and they, they tend to disrupt digestion, uh, mm. but they tend to disrupt uh, blood sugar control as well. So, mm. so when you're on a completely vegan diet, there's fiber in everything, and that is part of what gets us uh, into better balance. Ah. Okay, I know people just. By the way, I, I don't want to understate this. What? I'm not talking about making a little improvement in your life. Yeah. One of the first research participants we had was a man named Vance who had had diabetes for several years. It was all up and down his family tree. He went on this approach. He lost 60 pounds. His doctor, his, his private doctor, said, "This is amazing. You're doing so well. I'm going to stop all your medications." Yeah. But his blood sugar control came under into the perfectly normal range without medications, and effectively he no longer had diabetes. And when we first saw this, we were shocked, but now we see it routinely. So that, the, re the whole reason I wrote Your Body in Balance is so many people think they are condemned to medications and they'll have to be on insulin injections for the rest of their life. You know, maybe so, but why don't we see what we can do with foods mm, to get sure. your body back into balance? Sure. Um, after how long, let's say you, you changed your, your diet and your eating habits and you didn't put the, the so-called junk into your mouth, um, how long after that do you start feeling better, your metabolism changes, you, you just feel healthier? Is, is that months after, weeks after, days after? Because as human beings, when we start to feel better, now we have a reason. Um, do you know what I mean? It's, it's like if you get on the scale and you see that something shed two or three pounds, you'll keep doing it. Uh, otherwise, you, you kind of won't. Um, how long does it take before, before you start feeling the effects? 
Depends on the depends on the condition. With regard to diabetes, people uh, are a little bit unsure if what I've said is true for about three days. They think, can this be true? But usually by about day four or five, they start to notice their blood sugar is improving, even before they've lost substantial amounts of weight, and certainly within the first couple of weeks. With regard to menstrual cramps, I mentioned earlier at the beginning of our discussion that menstrual cramps um, at fertility and hot flashes, these are related, in this case, not to insulin, but to estrogens. Um, and what we see is that usually right in the first cycle, uh, a woman who's had really bad cramps and heavy flow, she'll notice that that's improved in the very the, the next cycle after the diet change. Mm-hmm. However, none of this is going to happen if you don't actually do it. So I, I encourage people not to just take this on faith and think, well, maybe I'll kind of give it a try. I encourage them to see for themselves, and that means take a month, and actually do mm-hmm. what we're suggesting. And for most people, it is just life-changing, that they realize that they have more control than they ever had thought possible. Mm. The guy who's the doctor for the erectile dysfunction medications suddenly discovers he's restored blood flow Mm -hmm. to his private parts and he doesn't need the Viagra Mm. and he he just feels like a young man again. Mm -hmm. We see this absolutely routinely. But again, don't take my word for it. I encourage people to try it for themselves. Talk with their doctor, let them know what they're doing. I can't imagine any doctor saying, "Don't, don't try to eat healthy. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny you say that. When I was a medical student at the George Washington University in Washington, D.C., we Mm -hmm. were really not taught about nutrition, and that's still true today. And so doctors tend to be a little too quick with the prescription pad, and they don't really look at the Mm -hmm. cause of the disease. Take infertility. How many couples are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on fertility treatments? We have seen people's Uh, both in men and in women, the fertility issues. For a man, it's a low sperm count quite often. Mm -hmm. For a woman, she's not ovulating normally. When we get their foods back in balance, those things can improve. So I would encourage anybody, whatever other treatments you may be doing, good heavens, let's get your body back in balance. Maybe you won't need the other treatments. Sure. I mean, I would imagine that thyroid and metabolic issues have a lot to do with not being able to control your weight as much as you would like to. I mean, it seems just like across the board makes sense. Of course, yeah, check with your doctor um, or check with Dr. Barnard. Give him a call now. Don't do that. Uh, all right. So the book's available now, I assume. Yes. It's called Your Body in Balance. Um, and by the way, let me brag about the recipes. Lindsay S. Nixon uh-huh. is a wonderful recipe developer. She made 65 recipes that put it to work, plus tips for people who mostly eat at restaurants. But when she sent me the recipes, she also sent a note saying that this approach had cured her own menstrual cramps, too. Wow. So I thought, all okay. right, that's, a, that's an endorsement I hadn't been expecting. Sure, sure. That's an that's a inside-the-jacket kind of thing. Um, you got it. Yeah, you know, that's a very interesting thing you brought up, and I haven't really read anything, anybody else doing this. If you have to eat out all the time for various reasons, for work or whatever, what do you do there? And uh, that's very cool. Uh, that's not discussed much at all, ever. Maybe the restaurants... Well, my tip here is think yeah. international. Yeah. Um, it's, it's harder sometimes at a steakhouse, easier at an Italian, Chinese, mm-hmm. Mexican, uh, Japanese kind of restaurant. But we got lots of tips for you. So Your Body Good. in Balance has you covered. Good. Okay. Your Body in Balance. How can people uh, follow you, doctor? Um, our own website is pcrm.org. That stands for the Physi- Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, pcrm.org. And Your Body in Balance is on all the online places, but frankly, if there's a local bookstore, they'd they'd, uh, appreciate your business. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. Good information and a pleasure speaking to you. You too. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. 
Well, that'll do it for me today. You've been wonderful as usual. Hey, hey, here's an idea. I'll be back again tomorrow with a brand new program. Until then, no worries. I wish you peace.